This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. The Jack Parr Program, presented by Lucky Strike. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Day in, day out. LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And this fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. American. This week, number eight on your hit parade. Sorry, wrong program. <laughs> From Hollywood, Lucky Strike presents the Jack Parr Program with songs by Trudy Irwin, the Page Cavanaugh Trio, Jerry Fielding in the orchestra, yours truly, High Everback, and starring America's new young humorist, Jack Parr! Thank you, you're very kind. This is Jack Parr. Hello, and to that lady on a picnic listening to me on her portable radio... Madam, your child is smearing jam all over my volume control. <laughs> Before we go any further, there's, here's the weather forecast for Washington, D.C. Cloudy, followed by continuing vetoes. <laughs> I understand that Congress has a new theme song this week. It's called I'm Just Mild About Harry. <laughs> Well, uh, here we are. Here we are on our fourth week replacing Jack Benny. I'll bet that President Truman would love to get a summary placement for Senator Tax. <laughs> Radio's really getting ready for the hot weather. Take Gabriel Heater. They've turned Heater down to his pilot light. <laughs> this summer we're going to hear a great many mystery shows on the air. All the private eyes are wearing sunglasses, you know. Mystery shows are great for hot weather, though. You, you get frightened, your hair stands on end, and you can ventilate your head. <laughs> oh, I feel like I sneak in every script, you know. They all can't be gems. We're still friends, aren't we? <laughs> I hear that on Inner Sanctum, they've taken down... I hear that on Inner Sanctum, they've taken down the creaking door and put up a screen. That's to keep the bats and spiders in. <laughs> Personally, I like those mystery shows. They're, ever since I was a kid, I've been crazy about blood and detectives and murder. Maybe I was born with a silver knife in my back. I don't know. <laughs> and did you see where Lassie the dog has her own radio program? Confidentially, she's not the same sweet pup she used to be. I met her at the studio this morning, and she wouldn't even wag at me. Maybe success has gone to her tail I don't know <laughs> How do you like it? A dog putting on the dog But that's summer radio It's a matter of economy You see, in the winter they say uh, Mr. Benny, uh, how do you want your salary this week? Cash is check or stocks and bonds 
to me, they say, hey, kid, how do you want it, heads or tails? <laughs> Some sponsors have cut their programs way down for the summer to take Phil Spitalny's Hour of Charm in the winter to 65-piece orchestra. Now it consists of a guitar, Evelyn and her magic mix master, and a leaky balloon. <laughs> We've had to make some changes in our plans for music, too. We were going to do the sextet from Lucia, but they cut it down to the Page Cavanaugh Trio, who will now do their version of Cecilia. Any resemblance to the original sextet is pure talent. Proceed, fellas. <laughs> Does she know that I'm about to steal you? Oh my, when I look in your eyes, my heart tells me you and I should get together. How about a little kiss, Cecilia? Just a kiss, you never miss, Cecilia. Why do we two keep on wasting time, Cecilia? Please be mine. Fascinating reading, believe me. I read one the other day. There were such educational articles as how an average Hollywood family gets along on as little as $4,000 a week. <laughs> and uh, how to make this year's husband last another year. <laughs> another big feature of the movie magazine was the interviews with the stars. For instance, in one interview, Margaret O'Brien's mother said that she wanted her daughter to grow up like any other normal American child. And therefore, she was limiting Margaret to 28 ice cream cones a day. <laughs> In another interview, Errol Flynn said that his hobby was acting, but that he doesn't have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about those interviews? What is the movie star really thinking when he's being interviewed? And what's the reporter thinking? Do they actually mean the things they say to each other? Shall we find out? We take you now to the home of that dashing leading man, Gregory Parr, as he welcomes Constance Vanderskin, reporter from Screen Gush magazine. Hello, Gregory, darling. 
kind of you to give me a few moments of your time. I've been waiting just ages for this interview. Ages? It was either interview him or trigger the horse. (laughs) Just my luck triggers out of town. Isn't that nice, Connie, dear? And I must say you look just grand. Yes, indeed, you seem to get younger every time I see you. (laughs) Younger, this is the only dame I know whose crow's feet wear open-toed shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You're so kind, Greg, darling. But now I think we should start our interview. All right, Connie, dear. What uh, what, uh, would you like to know about little old me? Hope she doesn't ask me about my last picture. What a clinker. The two Mrs. Nussbaums. <laughs> Greg, what you do in your spare time would certainly be interesting to my readers. It would be more interesting if my readers could read. <laughs> well, I've always been mad about active sports, polo, boxing, wrestling, anything that's rough and dangerous. I hope she doesn't notice I forgot to put my knitting needles away. <laughs> well, I can't believe you're the athletic type. I saw you in bathing trunks once. Ooh, what a physique. You're so masculine, so vibrant, so alive. I bet when he gets on the scales instead of a fortune, the car just has a phone number of Forest Lawn on it. (laughs) Yes, I have developed quite a physique. My neck measures 17 and a half inches, you know. 17 and a half inches? That's right. I wonder if she knows that includes my shoulders. <laughs> of course, you understand, Connie, that sports are not my only hobby. Really? Yes, I'm quite a bookworm. Read all the classics. Shakespeare, Longfellow, Shaw. I'm all set if she asks me about Dick Tracy. <laughs> Anything else, Connie? Yeah. Uh, Tell me, Greg, how did you happen to meet your charming wife, Gwendolyn? Charming wife. She's probably loaded as usual. (laughs) And upstairs looking for a bottle in the chandelier. Well, we met long before I became a star, and we've come up together the hard way. I hope Gwendolyn doesn't get electrocuted fooling around with that chandelier. I see. Well, just one more question and then I'm through. What are your plans for the future, Greg, darling? Well, very... Well, very soon I hope to put my dear old mother uh, in, in a home, you know, my home. I'm really crazy about her. She's 70, you know. I have to do something for the old lady. Last week, she lost a job setting up pins in a bowling alley. <laughs> My, how sweet. Well, Greg, it's been a grand interview, and when it's published, I'm sure all your fans will send you loads of mail. If he's smart, he won't open anything that ticks. <laughs> Thank you, Connie. It's been a pleasure, but next time you drop in, please let me know in advance so I can be ready. 
This will teach me not to go so long between permanents. <laughs> well, goodbye, Greg, dear. Goodbye, Connie, darling. <laughs> Class MFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, and in a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. For the answer to who buys what tobacco at the auction, Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. Yes, Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows, the tobacco warehouseman. Mr. Alexander Irvin of Reedsville, North Carolina, has handled 35 million pounds of tobacco. Not long ago, he said, For a good many seasons, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy fine, ripe, mellow tobacco. Tobacco you just can't beat for real smoking quality. I've smoked Lucky's for 14 years. Yes, friends. Year after year, at market after market, tobacco experts like Mr. Irvin, men who know fine tobacco, can see the makers of Lucky Strike select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Real Lucky Strike tobacco. Remember, L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So for your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Now, here's our lovely singer, Miss Trudy Irwin. Trudy has a brand new idea in vocals. You can understand every word she sings, and she stays on key for the entire two minutes. Patent applied for. Trudy? Why so cold and why so strange? The sentimental Don't hang your face on jealousy and hate Cause Ivy He was never born for the touch of a witch's thorn So please be gentle to his heart
it If you really want it, kiss Be sweet and gentle Lest you part Be gentle Friends, did you know that a recent radio survey showed that one out of every three people in the United States is now a disc jockey? Everybody's becoming a disc jockey. Woody Herman, Tommy Dorsey, and even Paul Whiteman. A funny thing, though, for, for years people thought Whiteman was playing records. Then one night he stepped aside and there was a 56-piece orchestra behind him. <laughs> As a result of this disc jockey epidemic, our country's be turning into a, a nation of record fans. How will this affect the next generation? Will the kids of the future be born with holes in their heads? <laughs> Will their mothers transcribe them for release at a more convenient bedtime? <laughs> and will large families come in albums? <laughs> the disc jockey is a product of today, which is one of the few things our ancestors can be thankful for. See, how about that? If there had been radio in the days of our ancestors, would they have had disc jockeys? Can you imagine them running wild a century ago among composers like Bach or Beethoven or Schubert? Way back there when Daniel Boone was trapping for I.J. Fox. <laughs> Here's how it would sound if there had been radio a hundred years ago. And so we conclude another chapter in the true life story of Rene Latouche, Girl Candle Snuffer. <laughs> the story of one girl struggle with Louis XIV. <laughs> we urge you, one and all, Monsieur, Madame, and Peasants, to tune in again tomorrow at the same time. This is NBC, the Napoleon Broadcasting Company. <laughs> The time is now half past the hour of eight. Gruen Curvex sundial time. <laughs> Remember the Curvex, the only sundial that's curved to fit your law. <laughs> and now, loyal subjects of the king, here is your favorite disc jockey. The show that has the Epcats jumping from Marseille to Mobile. Jacques Pars Platter Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Hail and forsooth, gang This is your favorite knave, Jock Pie With another solid record show Yay and barely, cats We're really going to have a time tonight All new releases We're going to have uh, We're going to back into Bach Chop some Chopin And poo-poo some Paganini And later on as our guest tonight We're going to have Franz Schubert Whom we all know as Frankie Boy <laughs> By the way, serfs, this is the first quarter hour is brought to you by Honest Pierre, the used horse dealer. 
Friends, are you still riding around on last year's horse? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to get a new 1848 horse without paying a penny under the tail? <laughs> well, Honest Pierre has just received a shipment of brand new horses with such outstanding features as white sidewall horseshoes <laughs> and rear vision saddles. Remember... I'll wait for you out there. <laughs> Remember, horse drivers, Honest P.S. nags contain knee action. If they won't go, kick them with your knees. All prices are FOB Arabia. And now catch... And now catch our first record. It's a new little ditty by Wolfgang Mozart, and Wolfie tells me it really jumps. Yea, verily, it's groovy. Head is recorded by Sir Guy Lombardo, the sweetest music this side of Hanover. All right, Sir Guy. <laughs> Sir Guy Lombardo. By the way, kids, that was Popsy Schneerbaum on the first flugelhorn. <laughs> Incidentally, that number was played both for Igor, Boris, Ivan, and all the gang over at the Siberian salt mines. <laughs> and the next quarter hour is brought to you by the Acme Powdered Wig Company. So now comes a bit of a transcription. <laughs> Good news from the Acme Powdered Wig Company, makers of fine wigs for over 2,000 heads. <laughs> yes, Acme wigs now come in three convenient sizes. Long, very long, and... Hey, who turned out the lights? <laughs> so, buy an Acme wig today, and soon all your friends will be saying... She's lovely. She's engaged. She's bald. <laughs> Ah, yes, good old Acme powdered wigs. No fooling, varlets. Acme wigs are so realistic, even dandruff can't tell the difference. <laughs> and now back to the record rack, and we have for you a brand new pop tune, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. This, of course, was written by that popular young composer, Ludwig von Beethoven. Nice gone, Lud. <laughs> We're going to hear this new symphony recorded by that young musical nobleman, Count Spike de la Jones. Spike has arranged this symphony for two oboes and a water hydrant. <laughs> All right, here we go. Beethoven's Fifth, recorded by Count Spike Taylor Jones and his orchestra, and I'll be back with you in just a minuet. <laughs> That was really solid, Gates. Before I forget, that last tune was dedicated to Napoleon and Josephine, who are celebrating their third year in exile today. Good luck, kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now, cats, gather around. It's time for our special guest. Here he is, that solid-sending scribbler of songs, Franz Unfinished Symphony Schubert. Come in, Franz. It's nice having you with us. Thank you. It gives me real kicks to be here with your solid <laughs> And it's good digging you again, France. What have you uh, been doing with yourself? Oh, the same thing I've been doing for years. Trying to finish that darn thing. <laughs> well, France, tell us, what's new in the symphony racket these days? Well, now, let me see. Oh, yeah, that young kid. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, yeah, Chopin. Freddy Chopin. So he just wrote a thing called Polonaise. It's nothing. Strictly schmal. <laughs> He's a nice kid, that Chopin, but no talent. <laughs> uh, too much maybe mayonnaise in the polonaise, perhaps. <laughs> Franz, you just can't brush Chopin off like that. His, his stuff's creating quite a stir around the music halls. What about that, uh, that latest number of his, uh, the funeral march? Oh, it's the funeral march. Believe me, nobody will ever dance to it. <laughs> Franz, I'm surprised to hear you talk this way about a young composer. Isn't it true that you wrote a symphony at the age of three? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just think, a complete symphony at the age of three. It's amazing. What's amazing? It was lousy. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's still so unbelievable, a three-year-old child writing an entire symphony. Well, there was nothing else to do. I was too young to go meet girls. <laughs> I'll bet you wrote that symphony on three-cornered sheet music, maybe, huh? <laughs> Tell me, uh, Franz, is it true that uh, a lot of your work has been influenced by Ludwig von Beethoven? <laughs> Ah, are you choking? Ludwig von Beethoven, that schmo influenced me. Take it easy, Frankie. Well, boy. I can't help it. All the time I'm hearing this with this influence, influence. And what is this Beethoven bomb right anyway? Symphonies, symphonies, nothing but symphonies. Like that uh, fifth symphony of his. Da, 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 da. That music, da, 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 da. That's knocking on the door, Richard. <laughs> I'm so mad at that man, I could kill him. I could scream. I could scream. Believe me, he did not influence me. <laughs> France, I think you've got bats in your Beethoven. I do. Look, there's something else I want to ask you. Is there any truth to the swing alley talk that you're forming a new hot trio? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are going to call ourselves Franz Schubert und his Wiener Schnitzel Frey. <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel 3. The boys jump. Jump? Believe me, strictly wonderbar Velorene. <laughs> <laughs> we got Johannes Brahms on the cello. Good boy, that Johnny. And uh, uh, on the harpsichord, we got Franz Liszt, also a good man. And once he played with Beethoven. Beethoven, he did not influence me. <laughs> he did not influence me. And on the violin is me, also a good man. <laughs> I'm sure of that, France, and I'm going to put a plug in here for you right now. By the way, cats, 
The Wiener Schnitzel 3 is available for picnics, weddings, and guillotine parties. <laughs> How's that, Franz? Oh, absolutely zooty. <laughs> but I think you might also mention the trio open Saturday night at the sign of the old boar's head inn. <laughs> oh, yes, that's the place right next door to the sign of ye no vacancy. <laughs> Did you get all that, cats? Let's really turn out Saturday and give Franz and the boys a great Excuse bake. me, Jacques, uh, madame, monsieur, and peasants. We must interrupt this broadcast for urgent news. The palace guards have just overthrown the king. The annual spring revolution is now officially underway. <laughs> Sorry, Platter fans. Due to circumstances beyond our control, this program will now come to you from a more convenient country. <laughs> Jack Powell will be back in just a moment. But first, Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. American. Yes, Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. Independent tobacco auctioneer Brian Williams recently said, Season after season, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy tobacco that just can't be beat for real smoking quality. The Man Who Knows. Tobacco buyer Charles Saunders stated recently, Season after season, I've seen American buy tobacco that's really fine. For a grand smoke, I pick Lucky's. Smoked them for 21 years. Men who know fine tobacco, experts like Brian Williams and Charles Saunders, can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. So for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment, remember, LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. We're a little late, folks, so bonsoir. Don't forget, friends, for the Thompson Radio Entertainment, set your dial to NBC Wednesday night for that thrilling newspaper drama, The Big Story. And on Saturday night, don't miss your hit parade with Andy Russell, Martha Tilton, and the Pied Pipers. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free, thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the Donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs. <laughs>